Okay, Eric, this is podcast number 17. I titled it in my notes, Do You Understand Macros? But really what we're talking about today is macronutrients. You know, why are we talking about macronutrients? Why now? Well, they're the foundation of nutrition, in my opinion. Eric might have a differing opinion, but I think we're generally on the same page about that. This is where our calories come from. This is our energy in our body. So this makes up a majority of what you're eating every single day. You know, and that's why they call it, you know, the macronutrients. You might have heard of micronutrients too. Be a different podcast that so we'll talk about those. Um, but you don't get energy from the micronutrients. So, you know, macronutrients are the building blocks of what you eat every single day. Like I said, food falls into different categories, and that's what we're going to break down on this episode. So we'll talk about things like what are macros. What are macronutrients? What foods fall in each category? Why should you care? And how does this apply to actually living healthy for now? So remember that our goal on these, these episodes, this podcast, this uh, radio show that we do, whatever you want to call it, is getting you to live healthy for now. And that's the name of the podcast. You know, we want you to live healthy for now in your own way. Uh, so you feel, you feel really awesome, you know, in the day-to-day -day living that you do and you know, handling stresses and, and just getting better every single day. So we want you to get a better understanding of what foods do for you, how they make you feel, how you can dial in your own nutrition, improve your health right now and for the long haul. So quick disclaimer, as we dive more into nutrition related topics in the future, Eric's a doctor, I'm a coach. We are not nutritionists. We are not dietitians. So seek out that expert advice if you feel so inclined. I think we know a lot of our stuff you know, but, uh, you know, hit us up with questions along the way on Instagram, on Facebook. If we say something that you and you're listening, you're like, either fact check it, or you just want to know more what, about what we were actually talking about in the context related. We want to engage with y'all too in this process. So also drop a review on the podcast platform that you listen on. It helps us grow. Like seriously, like my goodness, we really appreciate anyone who's actually already done this. You know, it's all about kind of imperfect action. And that's what we're doing on these, these episodes there. We know that they could be better. And I've gotten some constructive criticism on the podcast from some of my clients. I'm like, I'm super grateful for that because honesty matters. And we want to put out a great product moving forward in 2021 and beyond. And, you know, uh, I've also had a few people say that they like the podcast. And then when I ask them if they've given us a physical review, they say no. And I'm like, why not? I don't understand why you wouldn't. Just take a second to do that. Feedback is essential for growth. And, you know, you can do that right now while you're listening to the podcast. Take two to three minutes. I don't expect a super long review unless you want to write a novel and let us know how we're doing. So you can do that while you're listening right now. But anyway, it's a super, super long intro that I, I wanted to kind of get off my chest here before I pass it over to Eric. Remember that macronutrients um, is the slang form is macros. We might be referencing that in the podcast in this episode. So think about what you ate today and, you know, break your meals down into categories and get an idea of how you did fueling your body compared to what your goals are. So if you're focusing on healthy eating or muscle building or losing inches or performance, knowing more about the food that you eat uh, and what you ingest will kind of be a game changer for you. So it really all comes down to education and awareness and, we hope to kind of keep things simple today just to give you a little bit more science along the way. So I'm going to pass it over to, to Eric right now, man. For sure. Yeah. I, this is a huge topic for us just because we're kind of switching gears. We're going more into a nutrition route for the next probably rest of the year. 
three, four months just to kind of get more information in a different way. We, we can we can ramble off information and we talk about our patients all the time, but we don't are in clients, but we don't necessarily dive as much into the science behind it. And that's kind of where we're going to grow as a podcast from the nutritional side of things. And we, since we are talking about macronutrients, Chris and I decided to kind of break these up and I'm going to talk about one. He's going to talk about one. We're going to talk about one together because there are three main ones that people like to talk about. Some people like to talk about four macros, but I don't know. I, I just stick with three. It's easier to remember. Um, plus three is my lucky number. So you have proteins. Chris and I are both going to talk about those. Chris is going to talk about carbs, carbohydrates, and I'm going to talk about fats. So all three are important. All three pretty much make up the food that we make or food that we eat to make sure that we get the energy we need, the calories and all that other fun stuff. But um, I wanted to jump into the fats aspect or I wanted to take over the fats aspect because it is not really understood by a lot of people. And it wasn't by me for a long time either. Even when I was learning this in chiropractic school and even before that, it's like, okay, which one was that again? Which one is, is saturated fats good? Is unsaturated fats good? you know, are trans fats good? I, don't, I honestly couldn't remember because they all end in fat. And it's one of those things that it just didn't click with me. So I had to memorize it. And a lot of times when you memorize things, it goes out the window. You just forget about it. But I just want to start with simple definite or three definitions of what the difference between a saturated fat and unsaturated fat and a trans fat are, because those are the three main things that we're going to deal with when it comes to looking at what kind of fats are in what particular type of food or cooking oil and all that stuff. So I'm going to start with saturated fats, which are typically solid at room temperature, and they are more from animal meat. So like when, you make, when you're cooking bacon, that grease falls out, there's a lot of saturated fats in there. Now we all love bacon, it tastes great. Well, I guess I can't say we all because some people might be vegan who are listening out there. Who knows? There's veggie bear, vegan bacon too. So we all love some sort of bacon. And we all know in the back of our heads that it's probably not the best for us. So that's where these saturated fats are coming from. They're in the fat or they're in the bacon, they're or in the animal products that they're not easily to digest. They're harder to digest. Less energy comes from them because the chemical makeup. Now, when it comes to unsaturated fats, those are the good fats. Um, those are liquid at room temperature. A lot of the stuff we cook with olive oil, different type of nut oils, coconut oil, um, that some, some low fat, cheeses or there's some cheeses that are made this way as well but um those are the healthy fats those are the fats that we're looking for because it's uh they're more fluid and not just with cooking and what they look like but they help our body they help movement they they want to make sure that when it gets when it gets ingested that these fats are helping think of it as lubrication for your car that's what these fats are doing inside of our bodies helping transport helping things move a lot easier and then i'm going to uh, the last one is trans fat so trans fat are the worst ones that you can do or you can have. Now they do occur naturally, very rare, but most of the times when we see these, they are developed in a lab or in a food processing thing and they're kind of chemically altered and made up or not made up because they're real, but they're made to put into snacks, into desserts, into junk food. Uh, some of the, because how they're made, it's, it's a process called dehydrogenation which pretty, or it's just hydrogenation, partial hydrogenation, sorry, drawing a blank. But either way, what happens is that these oils are kind of taken out and then they're reprocessed and they're put back in. And that anything that, anytime that someone messes with something, most of the time it's bad. You don't have a lot of, when it comes to food, don't get me wrong, inventions, a bunch of other stuff that's different. But when it comes to our food and what we intake, 
we want to eat it whole. We want to eat it natural. We want to eat it in real, like the real food that it is. We don't need it to be processed. We don't need it to be that. Because then people add stuff and it's not just these trans fats that people are adding. But um, if you see something on your on your box of cereal or something like that and has zero trans fats in big, bold words, if it's zero and they want you to see that, it clearly means that trans fats are bad and they're probably not all out of that product in most cases. Gotta love marketing. But those three fats are the three main fats that we deal with in every day, or every day when our food products and all that fun stuff. And the reason that fats in general are so important, now you can have all of these in moderation. I talk about that in every podcast. Moderation is fine. You actually want some of these saturated fats. You want about 90% of your diet to consist of the unsaturated fats, the healthy fats, and you can get those from peanut butter. You can get it from low-fat cheeses, some milk products. Um, you can also get it from, what's the big one that I wrote down? Uh, avocados and olives. And any. if you think of like how Greek people cook food, that's probably a positive way. I mean, it's the Mediterranean diet's there for a reason. They use a lot of these healthier oils, these olive oils, the uh, avocados, the nut oils, and all that other fun stuff. So that's the best way uh, to deal with those. And what's awesome about the ingesting these fats in a proper way is that we can't produce everything in our bodies that we need alone. We're going to talk more about that in proteins because I think it's a lot bigger of an idea. But when it comes to fish oil, like when it comes to oils, people think of fatty acids or they think uh, or they may, may they might have heard, oh, I take a fish oil at home. Well, if you're not taking a fish oil, you should be taking a fish oil just because it's filled with omega-3s and omega-6s, which are uh, different types of fatty acids that, help, that we need to use in our bodies. Now, fun fact, our bodies don't produce omega-3s, so we need to ingest that in a proper way. So, but I mean, I take a fish oil every day. It's really important because if you think of, it really helps with the nervous system a lot. So omega-3s and fatty acids, they deal with the nervous system. So when I talk to my patients about the importance of fats and carbohydrates and proteins and actually balancing them out to what you particularly need is that because our body can't create them all, we need to ingest this. So when it comes to fats, we, can, um, we have fat-soluble vitamins as well, which are micronutrients. We'll talk about those in the next few weeks. But um, those micronutrients, some of them are water-soluble, some of them are fat-soluble. So if the ones that are fat-soluble are vitamin A, D, E, and K. So when we take in these vitamins and there's no proper fats for storage, then we're not, get a, we're not getting these uh, vitamins and minerals because they are fat soluble. They need the fat for storage. They need the fat to uh, contribute to what they're going to do for your body. But ultimately, everyone needs to be on some sort of fish oil, however you can get that. I have it in my office. You, I can tell you good products, bad products if you want to ask. But um, because everyone needs those and so all of the fatty acids and all of the vitamins and minerals that are fat they lower cholesterol they help lower the chances of cardiovascular disease which is why you need that balance of the good fats and bad fats you need the good fats at 90 percent bad fats can be 10 percent so when you do this the proper way you're going to have less risk of cardiovascular diseases later in life or if you have it now you can help get better you can help get through that. You can help almost reverse the problems that you do have just by proper nutrition. And I think it's important with starting with fats because without fats, I'm, obviously I'm a chiropractor, so nervous system and spine is what I'm dealing with. But 
you need those particular nutrient macronutrients to function properly. That's with storage. What else did I say? That's with decreasing uh, cardiovascular disease, storage, uh, your nervous system functions better. And you just need to stay away from stuff that we already know to stay away from. Junk foods, chips, desserts, uh, sausage, hot dog, bacon, ribs. Those are, uh, ice cream has a lot of trans fats. Anything fried, because fried is not fantastic, even though it tastes good. But I know that we're trying to bunch a lot of information in this one little podcast at once. So I'm gonna call, I'm gonna put a pause on the fats and we're gonna jump to carbs with Chris. See we'll see. Uh, before I jump straight into the carb stuff, you know, I want to, you know, bounce back. Just, you know, yeah. So you were talking about, you, you said something like what people think about with fats and, you know, I can't remember specifically what you said, um, but I think a lot of times people think of fats as like cooking oils, you know, and, and you made a good point about like, you know, fatty, you know, meat and stuff like that. Um, fats are good in the sense of, one word that he didn't necessarily say is like has to do with like the inflammation in your body. And that's what he was getting at. And also hormones. So, you know, all these macronutrients really play into how you're feeling, how you're functioning and what's kind of going on with your energy systems. Um, so if we're going to jump into carbohydrates, well, let me first say that carbs are awesome. They, they get a bad rap. I think they're awesome. They're the, the main source of fuel for the body in a way. And if you need a boost to energy right now, you should go eat some carbs. You will feel happy and better, I promise. So carbs are sugars and there's a bunch of different types of sugars. You know, they're awesome to an extent. Um, sugar gets broken down into something called glucose. And that brings up a good question. She asked on Instagram today, Eric, want to know, what is your favorite kind of Halloween candy? Mine's Reese's. Reese's. I'll say Reese's all day, every day. Because it has peanut butter, protein. No, that's not why. It just tastes amazing. No, dude. I, I think there's there's worse candy. I'd rather eat someone eat like Reese's than like just a buttload of Skittles, you know, so. Um, <laughs> Pure <laughs> sugar in a tablet. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and even though, hey, you know, candy's great. Um, so when it comes to like the sugars and carbs, glucose is a pretty cool molecule. And we're not going to dive deep into that because that would take forever. So, but the reason I brought up that question with Eric is that, you know, sugar and white flour are types of carbohydrates, you know, in candy and, and you'll get a short burst of energy if you eat these sorts of things. I mean, think about, you know, how people always make the jokes about giving kids candy and the kids are all running around and like that shit is true. You give yourself a short burst of energy because that stuff gets processed right away. Um, you know, it gets broken down right away and but they don't fill you up. And, you know, it's nice to go on like a junk food bender from time to time, but that stuff leads to it leads to weight gain, you'll be hungrier for more shit, you know, so just be mindful of, you know, the junk food that you're eating and, and make sure you've got a balanced diet when we're talking about those sorts of things. But carbs are misunderstood. And that's just because there's an incredible amount of information out there. So I'm talking about processed carbs, Eric was talking about processed fats. Processed food is usually a foundation of what people overeat in American culture. And this is why obesity is a problem. It's not the only reason, but um, you know, education has a part to do with that. But unless someone's on some type of diet, 
you know, they've got a trainer coach telling them what to do, you know, and, and getting this shit right. Or if they're made aware to it, they don't know that the foods that they're eating are really negatively impacting them. So you don't see TV ads for sweet potatoes, whole foods. You don't, you see it for junk foods all the time. And that stuff gets marketed to our kids. And it's no wonder that people live on convenience foods all the time. So like I said, carbs are your body's preferred source of fuel. Digestion starts in the mouth right away. And your body will systematically process carbs easier than fats and proteins based on like their chemical structure. So nutrition makes a ton of sense. It gets way less complicated when you understand how macronutrients are used in the body. And this makes a ton of sense for your fitness goals and your health goals. It makes it a lot easier when you kind of have a better idea of what's going to work for you specifically. So if you eat a certain amount of carbs or a certain type of carbs, it will change how you feel energetically. And those carbs will get used immediately for energy or they'll get stored as fat. And that is just how it works. So, you know, if your goal is to eat to live, you're going to be way better off understanding just a tiny bit more about, you know, what you're putting in your body. And, you know, a couple times a day, we eat a couple times a day. So, you know, what are carbs? There's sugars and there's different kinds of sugars. So there's the processed stuff. There's the whole foods. So if we're getting into whole foods, the healthier things, things that probably for a majority rule, don't have like nutrition labels on them when you buy them at the store. So this isn't everything, but you know, vegetables, potatoes are two examples of those foods, those types of carbohydrates that are, you know, whole foods. And they have a lower glycemic load compared to like a processed carbohydrate of some sort. So basically like, I don't want to get super in depth into that sort of thing. And I'll tell you why. So when it has, you probably heard of the GI index or the glycemic index before has to do with your blood sugars and how fast these things are processed in your body, how fast it raises your blood sugar that affects a lot of other things, hormones in your body. But the issue is that most of the time we're not eating carbs alone. We're eating carbs with some other macronutrient, we're eating carbs with some type of fiber or some type of, um, fat or protein, and that changes what actually happens and how the carbs are actually processed in your body. So, you know, that's just, this is what makes it confusing. And you probably don't eat carbs by themselves with the exception of probably eating fruit, you know, by itself. Nobody's really eating like a bowl of rice by itself. I'm not saying it hasn't happened. I'm just saying as an example. So, you know, keep in mind that everybody's body function is different. And this is why a custom approach to nutrition is really important if you want to feel healthier and, and live healthy for now and, and feel great. So, you know, there's a bunch of factors that affect how macronutrients are like, you know, used in your body, especially carbs. So some of those factors are going to be the obvious things like how, how old you are, you know, how much lean mass you have, how much fat mass you have do you exercise, you know, how much stress do you hold on to? And there's a couple other ones. So if we think about the fact that we know generally what healthy foods are and what unhealthy foods are, you know, Eric was pointing out like nutrition labels are kind of, kind of bogus, you know, but you should be mindful to these sorts of things. Um, whole foods are going to be better for you because things like vegetables, which are carbs, you know, they take longer to digest, they've got fiber in them. And, you know, that essentially will 
help you not spike your blood sugar and, and it'll help you with your energy, help you with your mood. You won't necessarily have that crash like I talked about earlier, eating a bunch of candy or eating a bunch of sugar right away. So, I mean, for me personally, this is why I include a bunch of vegetables in my diet. It allows me to eat a higher volume of food. I feel my belly. I feel good. I have the perception of eating healthy. And this is really important. It helps, you know, like I said, keep my mood in check. It helps my, with my physical benefits of exercise. I feel full. I'm not, I don't have cravings as often. So I don't like the energy crash I get after eating certain types of foods. So I make sure that I I, I manage those sorts of things in my personal life. And I don't like that, that blah feeling that you get when you crash or like that brain fog that comes through. So, you know, carbs really have to do with your performance. And like I said, there's a lot of factors that play into this. Um, you know, carbs kind of slow you down if, if you don't properly know how to use them. And that's kind of what I was talking about with the brain fog. So, but some people need them. If you have performance goals, if you're training at a higher intensity, if you lift weights, you know, compared to someone who's just doing maybe walking for their act, for a majority of their activity, or, you know, they kind of sit at a desk job all day, your activity levels play into this. So, you know, someone who needs, someone who, who works out very hard needs that adequate recovery. They need a, probably a lot more carbs in their diet than someone who doesn't. So someone who wants to you know, lose a little bit of weight and, and they're not super active already, I'm probably not going to put them on a high carb diet just because their body's not going to be able to process that stuff properly. And they probably already overeat in that category because carbs are very easy to overeat. They usually kind of like melt in your mouth compared to chewing on a piece of protein of some sort, or the fats are usually a bit more satiating in, in that regard. So, um, one last thing, I guess, because I could sit here and talk about this stuff all day long, see what Eric's input is. It, you have a thing called glycogen, and that's the stored form of glucose. So when carbs get broken down, foods get broken down, they get broken down into glucose, stored as glycogen, your muscles need glycogen. And when you run out, when you're training, you're moving weights around, uh, it's extremely important to replenish these sources with the proper foods. So, you know, uh, how intense your activity is, your genetics, foods that you like, your goals, your age, all play a factor into, you know, what carbohydrates are going to actually work best for you because they're not all created equally. And, um, you know, that's, that's what I got right now. I got a lot more notes here, but I feel like I've been talking for <laughs> six hours about carbs. I feel like this whole day has just been like, every hour it's just been so long it's just like okay gotta get to the next one so i, I feel you but um yeah so when you said like carbs it, they start to melt in your mouth and that's because you have an enzyme fun fact you have an enzyme that all carbs start to break down in your mouth because of the saliva so when you're eating saliva gets to the food mixes it up and actually is an enzyme in your saliva that helps break that food down so it's called salivary it doesn't matter what it's amylase. called I can't think. Salivary is amylase. that it? amylase i was yeah. like eh, amylase didn't sound right but yeah so what happens is that it allows that to start breaking down so yes those carbs are going to start breaking down quick and then they don't necessarily and i mean they don't it takes carbs to burn carbs as well like you're going to burn some of these foods while you're eating them because otherwise it doesn't would just transfer right through you but um, it's nice because you mentioned, I really like the point that you said that it's not always just carbs. Like we're always mixing and matching because that's what food is. That's when you can get creative. That's when you can get different meals 
and it's not just boring because if we just ate whole foods raw foods and that's all we ate it would be boring it would be miserable it would be terrible so this combination that we do is awesome and because we can mix and match i mean you can create new foods you can do foods that you like that i don't like and all that stuff too it's a better way to ingest all your food because you can get all of it together at one time as well but um no yeah carbs are great fats are great proteins are great we eat them all day every day we need to keep eating them for everything but um yeah i don't have too much to add for carbs so let's just jump into proteins yeah um, i think they're the most important to be honest no, so i guess the last thing i'll say in regards to carbs is if things we're saying make sense great but at the same time we're throwing a bunch at you and not everybody learns you know you know, with their ears. I need to see these things. I need to actually, I want you to do these sorts of things. So my recommendation for anyone who wants to eat healthier, be healthier is print out a list of like smart carbs, healthy carbs. And cause you know what the process stuff is. Come on, let's be real, you know, and start to incorporate more whole foods in your diets. You can't go wrong with fruits and vegetables. Like, like, I hope that's obvious. If it's not, you heard it here first. Fruits and vegetables should be staples in your diet, regardless of what you're trying to work towards. So you just can't go wrong there. But proteins, proteins are, from my experience as a coach, initial clients, when they come into a program, they come to the gym, they're not eating enough protein. I'm not saying eat need to eat a buttload. There are some philosophies on that, but you probably have room to improve that category. Like I said earlier, a lot of individuals overeat processed foods. And one thing that bothers me about nutrition labels, one, they're wrong. They're, they're always off. They're off by at least 20%. The science is out there. Go, go find those articles or I'll send them to you. But they, they mark it, like Eric was saying about like how a, a box of cereal, whatever, something might say zero trans fat. Um, or it might say zero grams of fat, even though technically there's fat in there because they've got some different requirements and that zero might be 0.5. But when it comes to proteins, it'll be like high protein. It's like a trend right now. And it's, you know, high protein for me, in my opinion, is like 25 to 30 grams, not seven grams, not 14. So keep that in mind, especially if you're trying to get healthier, trying to get fitter, Build a little bit of a lean muscle mass, get rid of some of the fat. Um, high protein is different in our terms as fitness coaches compared to whatever the hell the rules are in the FDA and nutrition labeling on foods. That shit bothers the hell out of me because they're confusing people. Yeah, we're going to take down the FDA. That's, that's the first. That's what this podcast secretly is about. No, because they regulate everything. So they're not always right. Like Chris was saying, they, they can be off by 20, what'd you say? 20%? 20%. They can be off, you know? So, okay. Even being off 10%, that's a big difference. If you're like monitoring what you need to grow for your, whatever gains you're wanting in your life. But I mean, proteins are every, or proteins are building blocks. They make up of everything in our body, muscles, protein, tendons, protein, the nails on your hands and hands and feet, those are made of proteins. They're building blocks, they're structures, they're, they're needed for us. We need to keep those strong so that things keep growing. Muscles can get bigger and when repair and after workouts. Your nails obviously keep growing, that's why you cut them or some people bite them. 
But either way, all of this is protein that helps grow and helps protect our body. Our skin is made of proteins. Um, but they're, I mean, they're needed and it's broken down and the proteins are broken down into a bunch of amino acids. And then there are 20 amino acids that our body uses and we only produce 12 of them. So eight of them are essential. Essential means that we do not produce them. Our, body, our bodies do not naturally produce those on their own. So we have to, like I was talking about with the omega-3s and fats, is that we have to ingest it. We have to make sure that we're eating these eight, or we have to get um, different levels of each of these eight amino acids that our body doesn't produce because they're still needed by our body. They're still needed for different functions throughout and proteins are functioning with everything. But when it comes to how important they are, they're the ba this is why I think they're the most important. And they're the basic unit of growth. They're the basic unit of what we're built on. And that's kind of why I like that aspect of it. But it's cool to think that we cannot survive by ourselves. Like we need food. We need some substance. Because when you think of a plant, it needs sunlight, water, and the proper soil. Okay, so we need the same thing. We need nutrients. We need the sun, which vitamin D, we'll talk about that later. And we just need to make sure that we're feeding and eating the right levels of this stuff. You were talking about the difference between like your high protein versus someone else's high protein. I mean, we live in a world that everyone has an opinion on everything. So it's gonna be different, not just necessarily philosophy aspect, but what that means for what I need versus what you need versus what your dad needs or what my mom needs or anything like that. Everybody has different levels that is going that, that are going to respond well with the growth that they need. And you just need to get with someone and understand the difference between what's gonna how it's gonna affect you as a person. Because that's what Chris is great with. He does that with all of his clients. He's helping my mom out with it. And she's noticed a huge difference. So he knows what he's talking about. You know, proteins have to do with like a big part of like the transportation, you know, um, in your body as well. So I mean that's one thing that we hadn't necessarily brought up, you know, there's a lot of things that not necessarily just muscle, but like other pieces in your body are made up of proteins. So keep that in mind. And one thing I didn't necessarily mention about carbs is your body can, like there's a hundred, hundred thousand different diets out there. And I'm always going to say that the best diets are one you stick to, as long as it's helping you achieve what you say you want to get. But your body can convert fats and proteins into the glucose that it needs. Carbohydrate just gets essentially used faster because like just that's what your body wants to prioritize. So this is why diets like the keto diet, which is like super low carb works for some people because it's, it's super low carb, but your body converts, you know, ketones and these kinds of things into the energy. This all comes down into energy. Energy balance is where we want to be. Energy balance plus balanced hormones it is what like helps you feel healthy for now. You know, there's, it, get your goals in check. You know, I like what Eric said about there's, everyone's different. We're speaking in general terms. You know, we're speaking to each other. We're trying to get some of these things. We're just trying to remind you that it's your responsibility to be the healthiest version of yourself because no one else is going to do it for you. 
you know, I, I help the people who come to me and same with Eric, people who come into our network. We want to be the best guides that we can, but at the same time, we can't force feed you. You have to want to learn and want to grow to be better. And understanding what you put in your body three to five times a day is fucking important. I don't understand. I do understand, but it's hard to understand how people go so long without taking ownership of the food that they eat and how much is because they can't see how much better that they could feel, how much happier they'd be, how much more energy. Energy is so important. When you have energy, you feel good. You're able to do the things you say you want to do, but when you don't have energy based on how you ate or how you're treating your body, like you get another one, man, I think you're making a massive mistake. Eric, yeah, for me. sure. Sorry, I was yawning. I was like, no, keep talking like another 10 <laughs> seconds, please. Um, uh, I got one. No, more. you're good. Um, I got it. So like proteins, the next thing that I wanted to hit on was the immune system aspect. Yeah. So like antibodies, most people has a, they've at least heard of the antibodies. They think like antibodies probably kill things in our body, but okay. So what antibodies do is that they bind to foreign structures and that signals to the immune system that this isn't normal. This needs to go. And then the white blood cells come and kind of take it away. The reason I'm talking about immune, immune support and immune function is not just necessarily because of the whole COVID stuff that's going on in coronavirus and that almost getting the flu season but these little antibodies are proteins to bring it back home, but they are proteins. So you need to make sure that you can have the best defense support system that you have in your body. And it starts with proteins. It starts with one, like eating the proper type of food and having that balance, to make sure that your body can produce these antibodies. And this is just one example of a particular antibody. So like if these proteins are making these antibodies and it's doing the function to help us support our immune system, when we get sick, these antibodies are gonna work better. They're gonna work faster. And when those antibodies work faster and better, you get better quicker because your immune system is boosted. Your immune system is better. That's what we need to kind of, I think that's what we need to focus on since this whole coronavirus, not necessarily a lot of the stuff that was talked about, but when I was talking to my patients and when I made a couple posts, it was more, why not protect your body and give it the best opportunity that it can to fight any disease, not just coronavirus, because we're battling the flu every year. We're battling all this other stuff. It starts with nutrition. Proteins build them up. Other nutrition helps with the hormones and chemical balance to make sure that everything kind of works together. So eat right. The protein aspect is, I mean, every, we talk every meathead, protein, protein, protein. We need to have a little more of that in us. Like you need more protein. Everyone, when I was doing a, Chris originally at the beginning when he was opening his business, put me on like a meal plan type thing. And I was like, holy shit, that seems like a lot of protein. But when I was eating, it wasn't. Like I, I never, I thought I was gonna eat way more carbs. Like the proteins, I always felt better. And I know that three weeks ago when we had our last podcast, I talked about me needing to eat more. I've been making sure that I'm eating more uh, balanced foods make sure that I'm eating better and eating the proteins and carbs and fats and doing it the right way. I have not been hangry. I have not been just like pissed off at the world. It has been fantastic because I'm starting to eat what is right for my body and what I'm lacking. I'm picking back up with the nutrition aspect and making sure that I'm getting the proteins. I'm getting the fats. I'm getting the carbs. 
I'm making sure that I'm full all the time. And it's been amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I literally couldn't agree more. The fact that, yeah, I just, <clears throat> I just checked in with a bunch of people the other day and like your diet should be awesome. Like your diet should make you feel good and it should help you reach your goals. Like if you're, if it doesn't, you need to get that shit in check because you're missing an opportunity, you know, and at the same time, um, you can save a lot of money eating healthier foods, you know? So yeah, it, it's just unbelievable how much of us are, are reliant on convenience foods, fast foods, you know, I'll be honest, uh, when I go on vacation, I'm more strategic with it now. That's a really tough time for people to, you know, get whole foods in their diets and stuff. But you got to be prepared for anything and be able to pivot and adapt. There's times when you will go off your plan and that's okay. But you need to know what works for you. There's things that you put in your body should work for you. And um, in, in more, in a bunch of different ways, more than we've even just covered on this podcast today. So, you know, hey, we want you living healthy for now. And that means a lot of different things, but uh, energy is, is, is fucking critical, you know? So um, get that stuff in check, man. And do a little research on your own. If you want some information, let me know. I'll, I'll shoot it over to you. You can do some reading. It, it, it's good reads for you. Pick up a healthy magazine and just start to experiment. Be, be a chef in the kitchen and experiment, experiment through trials, make mistakes. You're gonna cook foods that you don't like, but uh, over time, you'll get better and better at it through practice and you'll make things happen. You know, it, it, it also plays a factor to your family too. So if you're, the, if you're the person that does the cooking and the shopping and those sorts of things, you have a responsibility to get everyone healthier. And that's, I guess that's just like what I'm saying about like <laughs> I need to stop. No, <laughs> you're good. good. Did you did you hear about uh, that Ireland case ruling this this past week? Talking about it's kind of, it kind of I'm gonna bring it to what we're talking about. Yeah, so in Ireland, the subways, uh, like the food places, the sandwich places, they had to if you have the right kind of ingredients. So okay, when I think of bread, I don't think of a bad carb. When I think of sugar, I think of a bad carb. So what this bread is, is that it has too much sugar in it to be called bread. So that Subway is not getting any tax credits in Ireland because it's not considered bread. It's considered a sugary pastry or something like that. I'm like, oh, okay. And that's what everyone is doing. It's not just like Subway that's doing this. It's cheaper to make things with more sugar and less real ingredients. So what I want the listeners to take away from that is question why, question what you're eating. You can look at it like when I was talking about the trans fat, zero trans fat, why is that in big bold letters? Why is that important? Why, like what is going on? So I want you to question. I want you to understand that, hey, why is this, why is this food more expensive than this food? But this food's better for me. Why? But yeah, I want you to understand you can take away so much more from what we're saying, if you have no problem asking another question, you can ask us, you can call us out too. We're fine with it. Oh, hey, I thought that ruling was so funny that all these subways are getting no tax credits or anything to be in Ireland because they're not selling real food is how I'm looking at it. Whole food. It, quality matters. And For I mean, sure. 
and and Eric brings up a really good point. Like, if you haven't figured it out by now, like things get hidden from you, <laughs> like they just do. And it's it's you know, look, enjoy your life, eat some junk food, you know, do whatever, but don't do it all the time, and um, you'll feel great. And you know, don't don't make it complicated for yourself, but uh, have some ownership in the process. And if you can just take one little step in the positive direction this week, this month, I think you'll be doing great. And uh, those things compound over time. And that's probably the most important piece is just start to learn a little bit more about what you put in your body. And like, <laughs> if I see a, a huge nutrition label with a bunch of stuff on my on my Oreos, I'm I'll be honest, I don't care. Like, I'm still going to eat it. But I'm, I already know that this falls into you know the category really of this is a once in a while category for me. And that's just my choice. Someone else might say, I eat Oreos every day. And I'll be like, hell yeah, high five. That's cool. I'm jealous. So it, <laughs> it's just what works for you, man. It really just what works for you. So it's your body. It's your nutrition, man. Um, but better understand these sorts of things if you're active or if you want to have a long long life, long, healthy life. And, and, and like we've said in previous podcasts, like these, the things that you put in your body and things to do with your body, like compound over time. And, you know, um, I don't want to be that kind of person that's on a bunch of medication later on in life. And not to say those things won't happen to me because, you know, who knows, but I know if I take a bunch of positive science backed approaches now, early on in my twenties, then these things will be habits for life, man. And that's what pays off. Just trying to get you to get better, everybody. Yo. Um, but yeah, so I think this is, a, I mean, this is a fantastic, in my in my opinion, fantastic first podcast for uh, nutrition. I mean, it's building blocks. It's what we're talking about. It's a basic unit of nutrition, yeah. macros. Yeah. Well, I got one more we're question. just going to keep growing. One yeah. more question. I don't believe in counting calories. Do you? What? So counting calories for me, if it fits your macros, is a type of dieting where you can literally track your macronutrients. Now, I just want to say this before we, we, we sum up macros, is that's a totally healthy approach if you like math and you like that sort of thing. Personally, I don't teach it in what I do with my clients because it doesn't work for me and I've just, I've seen it fail too many times. But I'm curious to know from the listeners, hey, do you count your calories? Do you track your macros or do you take another approach? I want to know, like you, like what you said, I want people to challenge me on nutrition because that helps me be better. I want to know. So, hey, if you guys got some information, hit us on social, hit us on Facebook, hit us on Instagram. Give us a review, pretty please. Help us grow and we're going to be coming at you um, pretty pretty hard in the next couple, couple weeks in nutrition. Looking forward to it. All right. You done, Eric? I got nothing else. All right. This is Healthy for Now, podcast number 17.